It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Hook in it, hope and leave. Oh, you got some money, and that's where I'm headed. I see a one, just like it's credit. 
Switch my wig, make him feel like he's G10. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ain't my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I can make you bust before I ever meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If you fuck me and ask who's is it, when I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Ho, ho. <laughs> now, if that doesn't get you in the in the Christmas spirit, in the holiday mood, then I don't know what it what it, I don't know what it's gonna I don't know what it's gonna take, folks. I have tried all week with you guys. Monday through Thursday, I have mashed up and all I want for Christmas with a another beautiful song. And today it was WAP by Cardi B and Megan D Stallion. Um I don't know if you guys listened back when I made my mom read the lyrics to WAP a long time ago. What a classic moment. Actually, I had a classic moment with my mom tonight. I got to Arizona. Oh, by, by the way, guys, this is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I'm Ryan Bailey. Um, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, okay, so last night, so I, I was supposed to drive to Arizona yesterday, but I, uh, I had so much stuff to do getting the pod out. I did a bunch of interviews, um, yesterday as well. But by, by the way, did you listen to Joe De La Rosa about the OC, the one I released on Wednesday? So good. I, 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 yeah, I just, I thought that was a great episode and sorry if I'm a little slower than usual right now, I have a pounding headache. Don't worry. It's not COVID. I think I'm just dehydrated. I don't know. And I was driving all day. So We'll see how far I can get before I can, before I have to stop talking. But and by the way, today's a great show. If you want to use the timestamps, use the timestamps. Today, our guest is Ben Robinson. You know him as Chef Ben from Below Deck. The guy is a genius, uh, amazing dude. Uh, we do like a thirty-minute interview with him later in the show, but we'll do some stories here and see how far I can go before the because my head is just pounding. Um, so. Got all my work done yesterday, and then you know what? I was like, I gotta go see Spider Man. I do. I know this is a I, guys. I know it's a reality show uh, podcast and pop culture, but Spider Man's pop culture. And so yeah, I sat at the back of the theater. I had a mask on. I was very. <laughs> I acted invisible, but it was great. It was great. It was very. You know, if you guys have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of uh, surprises. Really cool, and it's just so weird to think about. 
Of course, the Bravo Cinematic Universe is better than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I was thinking about that. You know, they're doing these amazing things with all of those films. Like, amazing, just in terms of, like, the technology and the the special effects. It's just wild now. Um, But I was thinking back where when they started with... uh, They started with Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr., and now that movie looks like it's like an independent film. Like it just looks, I mean, it's a cool film still, but it's nothing to where they are today. But also like they, they built this MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe over so many films and they've done such a good job at this. And I was just, I was, I kept thinking last and I was like, man, what if that Iron Man movie tanked initially and they just stopped making Marvel movies and like, we would never be where we're at today with those films. Now, I love the Marvel films, but I was also thinking, I was reading a bunch of box office reports from the past couple of weeks, and I know COVID and all of that stuff, but I was reading um, about Steven Spielberg's West Side Story remake, which is supposedly amazing. I do want to see it. And there's a lot of reasons why it probably didn't do good. First off, that, you know, musicals don't often do well. But then Wes Anderson's movie, The French Dispatch, which is an independent, you know, kind of vibe that didn't do well at the box office. All of these films that kind of have auteurs behind them, like kind of these directors that have a very specific point of view, which is what we love, right? Um, those movies aren't making any money, but these Marvel movies, you know, these action movies, they're making all of the money. Um, in fact, Nightmare Alley got released this past week with Bradley Cooper and uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro directed it who's won a bunch of Oscars, and I, I really want to see that too, released it on the same day as Spider-Man, and people were getting emails from like AMC movie theaters asking if they would like turn their tickets in from Nightmare Alley because they wanted to turn the theater into another theater that they could show Spider-Man. You know, it was taking up that much of all of the uh, all of the theaters. And I was just thinking about it, like it, it because they were saying, what is really the future of film? Like you have these big ones that people will actually go out and risk their lives to go see in a movie theater and they're amazing. But then what about these smaller films? And it's so funny to even say Steven Spielberg, uh, anything to do with him as a small film because the guy invented the blockbuster. The guy invented summer films with Jaws in uh, the 70s like he did that and then his buddy George Lucas did Star Wars and I mean but they created the summer blockbuster and now Steven Spielberg is uh kind of suffering at the hands of something he created because everybody wants to see these huge huge films but then we also got to make sure there is a place for small films you know so it'll be really interesting keep an eye on the film industry in this next couple of years especially but i always think about that just in terms of bravo because we we always talk about that guys we we you know is that like how many people are watching bravo are we assured that we're going to keep this network going because it just would suck that like that's why i was worried when 90 Day Fiance started doing so much content. Like now they have like four nights of 90 Day Fiance, it feels like every week. And they're doing crossover episodes and all this stuff. And I was getting really worried. I'm like, Bravo needs to get their head in the game because somebody like 90 Day Fiance or Netflix is going to come in with a huge budget, which Netflix is trying to do with their Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, which by the way, do you guys like Selling Tampa? Let me know what you think. I I, I think I want to talk about it. Um, 
but they're going to come in with way more money and then just kind of destroy all of its predecessors, people like Bravo and things like that. And you've got to always get your head in the game. And I think this year, I will say for 2021, the second half of it, I think Bravo finally got their head in the game. And I'm feeling really good. Where at the beginning of the year, didn't feel that great. I was like, kind of, where are we puttering? Are we sputtering out? I think I watched last season of OC and I was like, oh man. But then this year we had Beverly Hills being amazing. Potomac. Potomac, nothing even huge happened. And it was a, it was really good. Those ladies are just so good together. So you got OC, the new OC doing great. Uh, Summer House, I thought, was one of the best seasons in terms of a COVID season. I thought they did amazing things with it. I enjoyed Winter House. I love Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip over on Peacock. I'm loving Real Housewives in Miami. So if this were the Bravo State of the Union, the union is strong. Folks, the union is strong. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I didn't even mention Below Deck. That's so funny. I was talking to Chef Ben. Below Deck is the number one show on Bravo. You guys realize that, right? Like... It's like we talk about all of the housewives over and over again, but it's like Below Deck trounces those shows in the ratings. It's just wild to think about. So anyways, saw Spider-Man, woke up super early, packed the car, drove to Arizona, as you do, listened to some audiobooks and Howard Stern and some music and kind of tried to get my head right. And then I got into town. And uh, so the holiday cards, Kinko's, get the, kick the kids out of the car. Okay, are the kids out? Kinko fucked me this year, man. First off, you know, Maritza Lopez, who actually made the card and, you know, we collaborated on it. And she made her beautiful digital art is on the card that we send out to the Patreon members. And first off, you know, the order was placed for Los Angeles I was going to go get them last week. And then they called her and said that they were out of paper. How the fuck does a place called Kinko's that paper? And then they said, well, if you want to go bring us paper from Staples, we can do it for you. Like, what? What is going Like, I don't, I don't ask other people to do my podcast for me, but I'll give them the, like, I'll give you my computer if you guys do the work. Like, what? What are you talking about? I... So then it got worked out where we could pick up the order in Gilbert near my parents' place. Uh, I thought I was coming back uh, to, by the way, this is such a boring story. Anyway, I'm just, so basically I already ordered the envelopes on um, Amazon. So I had already had those. So basically I had to pick up these cards and then just get them all sent out. And it was quite a lot of cards. Like, so uh, I went to pick them up and they look cool. They look great. But they did it the wrong size. So all Patreon members, or as we call them, baddies, which, by the way, baddies is a joke. Like when I first, <laughs> you know, baddies, you know, it started off where I kind of cringed when I used to say baddies. Like, what up, baddies? Because I just thought that was funny. But now I'm kind of like actually kind of digging it. But it's still a little cringy. But I think I'm kind of a little cringy. So I think it's okay. Like, I think we can call ourselves baddies and it can work as a joke. But also... Maybe not as a joke. Who knows? Um, so yeah, it, it, they gave us like a way smaller card than it is to fit the envelope. So that card's just going to be banging around that envelope like nobody's business. But anyways, we got I got to Arizona and uh, 
said hi to Be- Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents, and it was right. It looks like Christmas threw up all over my parents' little house, and I love it. Uh, my mom has a great Nutcracker collection. That's not a joke. She really does. And mom helped me assemble the Christmas cards. And it was funny. It was. It reminded me of all the times my mom had helped me in like junior high, high school, elementary school, even college, where she would help me work on a project last minute. And it was very cute. And she sat there like, you know, I wrote on each card, which by the way, writing on like 200 cards, or you know, it's like a lot, you're just like writing. And by the way, I know a lot of Patreon members didn't fill out the address because I know it's busy, but you know, I still got extra cards. So reach out to me if for some reason you didn't put your uh, name and address on there. But like, yeah, writing something and then she would stuff them in the envelope and then we would lick them and put the stamp on and it was very cute. So she helped me do that. So shout out to Becky Bailey and you guys, it's not going to get there before Christmas, unfortunately, um, but it will get there. And I think it's really cute. And then there is stickers we're putting in there as well. And the one sticker, this is like what I imagine Pokemon Go, like the Pokemon cards that everybody clicks. There was only 10 of these in existence. It's a sticker. Uh, that it, based on a meme we did earlier this year that says um, um, only real men eat ass. And, and that that's a Leah McSweeney quote uh, from Real Housewives of New York. Uh, I'm not getting the quote exactly, but we, we made 10 of those stickers. So there's 10 golden tickets in there of that special sticker. So I just <laughs> I can't wait to see the people who open that one. But I posted that on my story and Leah McSweeney, folks, Leah Mob reposted it and she finally followed me. Well, welcome to the club, Leah. Welcome to Flavortown. What's up? Um, no, for real. Like, I was just, I was in shock. Like, I've been talking about Leah. Like, remember the first season in New York where I had a complete crush on Leah McSweeney? And then the second season, that crush completely went away. But I got to say, it felt good to have her finally follow me. Ah, man, what a Christmas miracle. That's a Christmas miracle. That's a, that's a Christmas miracle. Um, okay. A couple stories, which by the way, the Cardi B thing at the beginning of the WAP song, I was just reading an article that uh, Cardi, if you're listening, girl, so get this Cardi B gives offset her, uh, boyfriend who she's had babies with 2 million. I know. I think they're married actually $2 million at his 30th birthday bash. First off, I, I, I'm so pissed I'm older than Offset. Second off, girl, this dude has cheated on you multiple times, and you are giving him $2 million. You, She has one of those big checks, like a lottery winner. Giving $2 million to, like, your, your, your significant other? That's cool, but, like, come on. He's cheated on you so much. Like, why would you do this? So they threw a big party. Kanye West was there. Tiffany Haddish was there. Um, uh, but 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 get this. He, I think he also got a Lamborghini. Like I just don't understand that. Like I'm lucky. I don't know, man. It just does not. This it does not sit well with me. It doesn't. Uh, but what does sit well with me is Britney Spears. Uh, she is teasing new music, folks. Uh, which is always very exciting. But I love, I kind of, I, I dig Britney Spears' Instagram presence now a little bit more than I did beforehand because she is calling out her family now for what they did to her. 
Um, I really do think they permanently damage Brittany in, in a lot of ways mentally. And you can tell, of course, but I'm so happy she is out of that and people are looking after her or people are looking out with her best interests in mind. But uh, it, it's just, uh, it's just, wait, did she delete the, oh my God, it looks like she deleted the the comment. Oh, but don't worry, folks. I have the comments because I uh, screenshotted it earlier. Uh, but this is what she wrote earlier, uh, and I thought it was interesting. She says, I just realized this today, guys. After what my family tried to do to me three years ago, I needed to be my own cheerleader. God knows they weren't, so I just read up on myself, and this is what I found. Multi-platinum Grammy Award-winning pop icon Britney Spears is one of the most successful and celebrated entertainers in pop history with nearly 100 million records sold worldwide in the U.S. alone. She has sold more than 70 million albums, singles, and songs, according to Nielsen Music. Spears has sold 33.6 million albums in the U.S. and ranks as the 18th best-selling album artist in the Nielsen ratings era. Her songs have drawn 25 billion in cumulative radio airplay audience and 2.6 billion on demand. U.S. audio and video streams combined, and she sold 39.8 million singles, 36.9 million via downloads. Um, and then she goes, no, I'm not auditioning for anything. I'm reminding myself and the world of who I am. Yes, I will be my own cheerleader. Why? I'm here to remind my white, classy family that I haven't forgotten what they did to me, nor will I ever forget. And then she goes, P.S. New song in the works. I'm going to let you know what I mean. Which is, that's great, man. Like, new music from Britney? That's an exciting prospect for 2022. I mean, wouldn't that be a great start? We got Britney Freed in 2021, which, by the way, everybody, take a second to pat yourself on the back. Like, that really is a very, very cool thing, I think. And then um, uh, and then if we get some new music from her in 2022, and also what a, what a kick-ass way to start 2022 for us, right? Uh, did you guys watch Real Housewives of uh, Orange County tonight? Oh, man. Noella is going through it. Also, Nicole cracks me up when they met to, uh, <laughs> when they met. So, and Noella kept asking her to hug her. And then, uh, Nicole got embarrassed because she was crying in public at a crowded place. Oh, it's those little things that are like a chef's kiss for these kind of shows. We're going to do a full recap. Uh, so here's the deal for the schedule of So Bad It's Good. Friday will be off. Because it's Christmas Eve, and just frankly, I want a day off with my family. And uh, Saturday's Christmas, I guess. And then we'll be back on Monday with new shows, baby. And then, um, Sandra, if you're listening, Sandra, Sandra's going to love me because we talked about a whole schedule last week for this next week, and I'm, I want to change it a little bit. So, Sandra, we got to talk. But it's all good. We're going to, we're Sandra, we're all good, but I'm just going to change it because I got to... There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about before the New Year's. Like, I want to do a New Year's So Bad It's Good list. But we also have another plan of a recap of a certain show. But anyways, you're going to get your OC recap. It'll just be next week because that show is... I, I, I'm just loving that show. I really am. Um, and also, Patreon members and anybody else, we are looking ahead to 2022 about what show... Me and Medita are still recapping Real Housewives of Miami, but we're looking for a new show to recap. And I'm going to give you a bunch of suggestions, even if it goes into the 90 Day Fiance universe, the Love After Lockup universe. I'm going to give people some options. And I'm going to even give it to you guys, too, up on my Instagram. I'm going to 
do a poll to see what really people want to be hearing recap wise. And there's so many great recaps out there. I don't want to step on any toes, but it is fun episodes to do that with. Or these are all reality shows are fun as hell. Oh, also, you guys, this was exciting. I'm in Huffington Post today uh, talking about Emily in Paris, the new season, but actually more talking about hate watching because Emily in Paris is kind of one of those perfect shows to hate watch, or at least the first season was in some ways, because it wasn't real at all. But then we go into, or I'm quoted a lot in it about selling Sunset and things. And I was really, you know, I got to tell you, and I know this sounds kind of stupid, goofy, but uh, I used to make vision boards. And I remember one of my vision boards, this has got to be like eight years now, was Huffington Post was on there. I had always dreamed about writing an article or being in the Huffington Post. And today, one of those dreams came true. Like, I got to be in the Huffington Post. And I know that's like, you know, like, who cares? But it's like, it really, that that shit meant something to me. Because back in the day, I would read Huffington Post. Like, back in the day, like, I, you know, it was like when I got to be on uh, the Daily Mail for the first time. I read Daily Mail every day. Like, you know, I guess next stop is TMZ. Yeah, but you want to be on TMZ for a cool reason, not because you you hurt somebody or you stole from somebody or you're Erica Jane, you know what I'm saying? Um, so keep an eye out for the Huffington Post. I think I'll probably post it in my stories or something tomorrow because um, I told the author I would. But uh, I was very, I was very excited about that. Okay, so what else do we have? Oh, and this is sad. So we talked about Chriselle and, and Jason uh, Oppenheim, the bald guy breaking up, but guess what? This is what I love his brother. His brother was like, okay, there's two ways to look at this. So his brother broke up with his girlfriend this week as well, which is just either, either he's the most supportive brother of Jason of like, yo bro, I'm not going to let you go through this heartbreak alone. I too will break up with my girlfriend. And, uh, and then we'll see where that goes. Or he was like, yo, dude, you ain't getting all the breakup attention. I shall break up and try to get some of that attention as well. So, uh, it, uh, so yeah, Brett Oppenheim is the other brother's name. And, uh, so Jason and Chriselle broke up and, uh, this week. And then Brett, who is, uh, was dating, Tina Louise, who also dated Brian Austin Green. Uh, if you look, Look at her pictures. It's always like a very certain specific look. Um, and in fact, one of my friends told me a bunch of stories about Tina Louise, which I can't talk about on the show because it's all allegedly, but maybe someday. But she's, uh, yeah, go go look up Tina Louise. But uh, Page Six is reporting Selling Sunset star Brett Oppenheim and Tina Louise break up. Uh, they have split after eight months um, after going public with their relationship. Oppenheim 44 confirmed his single status after a series of fan questions about real estate. He goes, okay, this question has absolutely nothing to do with real estate, but I will answer it. He said when a fan asked if he was single as of very recently, actually, yes. And then Louise also revealed they called it quits while hosting a similar Q and a on their Instagram story. Quote, Brett is my ex, but we remain very good friends. The Sugar Taco restaurant owner, 40, wrote alongside an old photo of them kissing on Monday. <laughs> and also, what the hell is it with these these Oppenheim brothers that all of their ex-girlfriends immediately call them best friends and friends? 
And also, if you break up with somebody, like, do you immediately, like, keep posting pictures of them kissing you? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Now, okay, so we got both of their statements. Yesterday, we got Jason's statement about Chriselle, which I thought was batshit crazy. But Chriselle now made her own statement. Um, she speaks out. And this is what Chriselle says about the breakup. Remember, Jason went like balls to the wall and was just like, oh, I've never met somebody so perfect, blah, blah, blah. So Chriselle says, I have tried to embrace the world I have found myself in. And that includes being open and honest about my relationships. It felt scary and terrifying knowing that it may not end in what society deems a success and what I am ultimately looking for. But after many long, heartfelt talks, I am choosing to see it as a success, no matter what label is attached to it publicly. Jason was and is my best friend. And other than our ideas for family, ultimately not being, oh, and other than our family, ideas for family, ultimately not being aligned, the amount of respect and love we have for each other will not change going forward. Men have the luxury of time that women don't, and that's just the way it goes. All of that being said, navigating this public terrain is difficult, and I'm just trying my best. No one would rather only speak about work-related more than me, but I understand, but I don't really have a lot of work. <laughs> but I understand this comes with it, and I will always love and be extremely grateful for the opportunities I have been given. Although my initial reaction to a private situation was to not speak on it, sometimes it's easier to just live transparently because we... Grishel, calm down. Because we can only get one chance at this life. I am very much, I very much hope to one day have a family and decisions I make at this point are with that goal in mind. Thank you for the kindness and support to those that understand. And then she goes, and thank you, Jason, for the most incredible relationship and for consistently being honest with me, even when it hurts. Okay. So a lot of good and a lot of bad in that statement. Like I totally, so obviously this we're to led to believe that this is about children. She wanted them. He didn't. Right. Or that's what she's like. Hey, I got to think about that. If that's what I want, which is totally true. Totally right. It really does suck. It is very, very unfair that women have to worry about that. And that is definitely a luxury that men have over women. But okay. Some of the questions that stand out to me right off the bat, it goes, Jason was, and is my best friend girl. You started working there supposedly two years ago. He was and is your best friend. Like, what the fuck? When I see you guys on the show, you barely say seven words to anybody in the scene. You're just like, oh, that's a cute outfit. Oh, this house has four bedroom, two bathroom. Like, what What are we? we you, you guys know what I'm saying. Like, are we not seeing this amazing friendship? I haven't seen it. Like, there's some, like, laughs when they giggle in the office with all the ladies. But, like, what... And also, if there is such an amazing relationship, for the love of God, show it on the show, please. I would love to be entertained by a special relationship. So, it yeah, so it looks like Jason uh, was honest with her and didn't have kids. Now, my other thought, because now, like I said, I'm getting into reality show conspiracy theory, which I fucking hate about myself, but I can't help but think, like, will this be the plot line? Will the show end with them having this conversation, will that conversation be on camera? Because if they're going to highlight the romance in season five, then we're they're not going to highlight the breakup. Like that wouldn't make sense, right? So I guess we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's see. 
What else do we got here? Uh, are you guys good? I don't, yeah, I hope you guys are good. I'm so curious if you did you guys are you guys if you're traveling, be so safe. I know people are canceling a lot of flights. I know a lot of people are sick. Please mask up. I'm masking up everywhere I go, trying to drink as much fluids as I can. And, uh, you know, I know everybody's taking their COVID tests. And I hope all those people that I know that have COVID right now are doing okay. Uh, really pulling for for you guys. Uh, I've definitely been there. Um, and also just be safe when you're around your families. That's where I got it from last year was through my family, which is always, it's always the best case scenario when you can get covid from the people that say they love you the most. <laughs> okay, guys, I decided that is the end of this part. We're going to go right into Chef Ben Robinson. Uh, he, ha- I'm going to put his website up there. He has these two amazing, uh, like a uh, African luxury uh, f- uh, experience that he's putting together, as well as a cruise where he is the chef on that as well. And both of the experience, these experiences, we talk about this for a sec, but if you are interested in them, I really do strongly suggest you checking them out, going to his website. If you do have the money for that stuff, this seems awesome. I would love to, I would love to taste this guy's food. I'm such a foodie and I geek out about stuff like that. And this dude is just the best, a Michelin star restaurant. I mean, Ah, awesome. He was a really super nice guy. If you love Below Deck, you are going to love this next interview. And if you don't know Below Deck, man, maybe this is a chance to get you into Below Deck. Who knows? Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Uh, But yeah, I can barely think right now and I've got a pounding headache. And now that I've been talking about COVID so much, I'm like, oh God, please don't say you got it again. Anyways, but uh, that's... That's neither here nor there. So we're going to get into the interview, but I guess since I'm taking Friday off um, and Saturday's Christmas, for everybody that celebrates Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Um, uh, Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, You guys make this, these kind of, you guys have made this year one of my best years of my entire life. So thank you guys for that. I have so much to be thankful for, and that is you. Uh, so you have made my Christmas very merry. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm not gonna not gonna cry. Don't even tease me. I'm not crying. Don't worry. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you on Monday. I'll probably be doing a Patreon episode before then. And I think that's it, you guys. So without further ado, here he is from Below Deck and so many other like the dude's a true artist. Chef Ben Robinson. Oh, I'm going to do some commercials and then Chef Ben Robinson. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, All you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. 
Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. We will be back to the show in just one second. Uh, we have a couple commercials as we do every week. This week, the show is sponsored by two of my favorite, Simply Safe and Papa and Barkley. Now, Simply Safe, uh, you know, guys, I just moved and we are now using Simply Safe as our home security system. Uh, if you ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving so bad it's good listeners. Early access to all of their holiday deals, uh, so 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. It has indoor cameras, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, 
all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Uh, now, I have received a Simply Safe security system. It does have the sensors for the windows, for the space inside, as well as the outside, and you're able to see all of that from a phone app. It's really cool. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, you can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes, and you can even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. Um, these are Simply Safe. It's their biggest discounts of the year, folks. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100, which is nothing when uh, you think of the cost of safety. So there are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash so bad. So that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash so bad for 40% off your entire system. So that's amazing. Now, this next one, this is really cool. I have been using this um, uh, for general pain relief for my knee and just general um, aches and pains. And it's actually been kind of amazing because I, uh, before this company, I had never tried CBD. I had always heard about it. And I got to tell you, it actually really works for me. And they have, Papa and Barkley has all these kind of amazing products, whether it be tinctures or drops. Uh, Papa and Barkley understands wanting the absolute best for the people we care about most. So it all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so we could get his life back. Today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with award-winning CBD solutions for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. Um, I, like I said, use it for my knee. Uh, there is a, uh, a balm I use on that, and also there are drops that I use before I go to bed every night. Um, Papa and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief balm to ease his father's debilitating back pain. From that powerful homemade balm, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients and whole plant full-spectrum CBD. Today, they're the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can ship nationwide. Their CBD relief balm delivers hours of comfort with simple, plant-based ingredients, in an at-home use test with over 300 participants, users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the balm. The award-winning CBD oil Relief Drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. So go to papaandbarkleycbd.com slash so bad for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A -A and A-N-D, Barkley, B-A-R-K-L-E-Y, C-B-D.com slash so bad. So folks, that's it for this week. And uh, here is the remainder of the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad, it's good. Today we have somebody that, uh, it's so good, it's great today. Today is somebody that actually has a real skill, not just a reality star, folks. This is an artist we have with us today. Uh, some say he is the best chef 
that has ever graced the sailing seas of reality shows and uh, just chef in general. But we need to find out about the reality part of it. We need to talk about the cruises he has coming up. We need to know what it's like to actually have a skill of a culinary god like he is. Chef Ben Robinson, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Ryan, for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time talking about it. But, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, you're still actually on Bravo. People need to tune in to, to Galley Talk, actually, which uh, you guys do a holiday episode. This is going to come out on Wednesday, but you guys do a holiday episode tonight, Tuesday. And that's there every week for people to watch. And I, I feel like people don't know that it's there because it's awesome to see you guys still doing your thing. It is. And um, it, it's been a real privilege to be selected for Galley Talk. Um, you know, and it's not just for a diehard fan of Below Deck. It's actually kind of intriguing. And you've got the OGs kind of commenting on the newbies and, it, it's a fun sort of chat show, and uh, it was a great project, uh, particularly for obviously the pandemic. And you know, it's it's wonderful now for me that um, I can just sit sit down next to my friend Kate and drink champagne and uh, actually get paid for that. So uh, it's um, it, it's a far cry from working in the field on a <laughs> uh, inundated in brew meals and guest demands and just absolute craziness. So I, I feel that it's more of a stately position. For me. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been with this kind of from the beginning, you created what I think and what people don't realize on Bravo. This is the number one rated show on Bravo, the below deck franchise. A lot of the housewives get a lot of like the credit and below deck is sitting there like week after week, killing it. Um, Watching its success from the beginning to now, are you shocked or surprised when you first started this? Did you have any idea that people would respond the way they did? I, I always believed in it as a project. I didn't know much about reality TV. Uh, I probably still don't know much about reality. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing. That's yeah. good. Keep it that way. Yeah. I, I try to just keep my head down, do my job. I, I actually, I had two rules and I probably broke them um, along the way many times. But when I got onto the show, I just said, be true to yourself and be true to your craft. And, um, and uh, it, cause, cause I, I, I am first and foremost a chef. I, I was actually head chef on the biggest yacht in the world when I was 28. I worked at the Fat Duck. We were number one in the world. So I'm, that's I, a Michelin I, star restaurant. The fact yeah, it, yeah, three Michelin. It was the number one in the world when I worked there. And uh, that wasn't because of me. <laughs> I just got lucky with it. <laughs> you're, you're responsible for half of those three stars, like, like, like a point five. Yeah, um, exactly. Obviously, I, te I taught Heston Blumenthal everything he knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, speaking of, I mean, like, that's what I find fascinating about reality stars. But then you actually have a craft that you study. This is a meticulous art form. Uh, people don't realize. I mean, and, and nowadays it really is, I think, more and more appreciated every year, the art that you participate in. But you said it is heavily detailed. Like, it, were you concerned, like you just said, to be true to yourself and the food? Are cameras ever going to get in the way of that process? Oh, I mean, definitely, you but you have to be accepting of the process. I'm already in a very confined space, and you throw a couple of big 
I mean, big camera, man, big cameras into <laughs> Um, a couple of audio guys, producers are coming in and out. I mean, it's a, it's a different animal. In fact, after my first season, it was a six-week season, I said to myself, it feels like I just did a year on a boat. So, I mean, just, <laughs> it's, way, it's, it's way more intense. Uh, and, you know, you, it, it, I always put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm probably my worst enemy, to be honest. And... Uh, it's always a compromise, you know, you're always compromising guest food versus crew food versus galley organization and cleanliness and all of the rest of it. It's just one massive uh, compromise. You know? well, I, it's, I know this is too like inside baseball, but I do have a lot of below deck people that specifically want to know that question is between crew food and guest food. What is the you know, the, the guest food, of course, you got their preference sheet. Everybody is getting specific, like, you know, that is its own beast. But crew food, is it, it's, but it never looks like it just slop. But what is the differentiation for a chef like you? What did they get as opposed to what the guest gets? So I think, if, I think for any yacht chef, I think, be, well, say crew dinners at 6, 6.30, obviously the, the guest dinners, at nine, nine thirty, sometimes, sometimes eleven p.m., whatever. But so, what I always tried to do is take from the guest food. Um, so, if I can prep twenty-four of these portions or whatever, or, or twenty of these portions, I can still be getting guest food done while I'm doing crew food. So, you've got to be kind of smart with it and and think on your feet, but. The crew are a pain in the ass most of the time. <laughs> um, I, I, I guarantee I've, 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 you know, I've worked on a lot of boats, and when I get on board, they're just they're calling their family. They're saying, "Oh my god, it's fresh bread, it's soups, it's three <laughs> fish, meat. It's it's so beautiful, and the food is incredible. We get desserts. I guarantee in four months' time, that little bastard's going to be complaining." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, too much bottle. gluten. There's too much gluten in this bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no sexism, but the girls, <laughs> are, girls get me. I mean, I mean, they, they, and I get it. And, and you know, with the, the human condition. It, we, <laughs> the human condition. <laughs> it's we're gonna gripe and moan, um, but uh, but I, but then when I leave, you know, then yeah. they're like. They're missing yeah, it. Actually. <laughs> well, you, you've gone on record as saying, and I don't know if this is, this is, uh, I misread this, that you will not come back as a head chef on, on, on below deck. Is that true or is that false? I mean, it, I have, I have exclaimed that I, I am probably too old for that position. Wait, um, why too, I, wait, why too old? Just because of like the, it's not because like people would want you back. It's, it's just because you, don't want to you wouldn't want to deal with that and it's a it's a young it's it's for youngsters um uh, you know apart from the captains it's a it's a young person sport um i've obviously paid my dues in the in galleys in fact before i got on below deck i had actually retired from yachting um and so below deck was that sort of segue for me into the television world uh so I mean, it's 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 grueling hours. It's tw honestly, it's no joke. It's twenty hours a day, and uh, you know, and I know it, 
for a 41 year old that, that might start, sound appealing but you know we do get older and um and, and we try with with age to take it easier on ourselves and our body and you know work smarter and but I, I'm not absolutely ruling it out. I, I mean, I would probably gladly come and save the day. Or you, yeah, you've come in halfway through the season sometimes yeah. and you've or saved like, the day, you know? Great. Or maybe like the last 5% or something <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, then I'll take all the glory and <laughs> stay relevant. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean you, you really are in this cool spot. You and Kate, actually, both, you are in a really celebrated spot in terms of the fans always bring you guys up more than any other chief stew or head chef. Do you feel that love? Is that something that you uh, notice uh, yourself? Yeah, I, I do. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I just know that in the last couple of years, um, it really spiked. And I think it's probably because, well, I mean, it's for several reasons, but definitely streaming Netflix and, and also COVID, you know, you got to say it, you know, people were stuck at home and they and they tuned in and I had a, a, a massive spike Um of of people following me and wanting to engage with me and the funny thing is is i mean that was that was 10 years ago that was eight years ago so (laughs) we're really fortunate to have that relevance that sort of reconjured uh for whatever reason but it's a great show and it will still intrigue people and it's one of those shows, it's a gateway show, what I call a gateway show where, you know, the ladies listening, I have a primarily 96% female audience, but it's the perfect show to get your husband or boyfriend in because it's not housewives. They either like that or summer house because summer house has binge drinking, but it's like the perfect show to get your guys into because guys like boats for some reason. And guys also just like good food. And, and then, you know, sometimes it's sexy. That's it. You know? Yeah, it's 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 a great couples show. Um, I I don't I mean not to you know uh, talk badly or ill of the housewives, but I I believe that that's probably a more female you know viewership for you know for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on on the bow, and it's it's a it's a machine, and guys like machines. <laughs> That's there. No, you're totally right. You had actually, you've now been able to watch uh, both captains work, Captain Lee, Captain Sandy. Uh, obvious question. What are the strengths and weaknesses of both? Um, you know, Captain Lee is just like, he's this just kind of amazing uh, stone of a man. I don't even, you know, it's just very few words, uh, but funny and very straightforward. And Captain Sandy is very in your face, kind of uh, over your shoulder. It seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have different management styles. Um, Captain Lee is, um, he, he, um, he's much more of an old school captain, which is, which I, I, I can work with both. I mean, I, thankfully, um, S- Sandy likes me and, and liked me when I joined the boat and realized that, you know, I was the real deal. And I, I think she, you know, took it, she could take, she could start breathing again. And, uh, I think she's had a lot of bad luck with chefs. Poor, poor girl. Um, I mean, we've they've all had bad luck with chefs, but I think particularly Sandy. Um, so I think we could probably attribute to, you know, if we, if we were to call it micromanagement, I think that she's, I think it's fair. I think I'd be probably micromanaging some person that came into my bloody kitchen and... <laughs> 
know how to cook. It would worry me, you know. <laughs> and so Lee's the like just a, a very old school kind of, you know, he's got an old school attitude. The boat runs itself. I shouldn't have to get involved. Whereas Sandy's kind of scrambling a little bit because she really is, you know, she's uh, she's got uh, maybe a little more ownership in the game. She's younger, you know, and does kind of lean more towards management or micro. And but but as I said, I, I don't blame Sandy for that. I love I love both of them. I, I really am very fond of, of Sandy and Lee. Um, uh, you know, I, I hope this is okay. But I wanted to. I know you grew up in Oxford. What was the process of like where where did you study, or what even made you want in want to be a chef in the first place? Um, okay, so I I grew up very rurally. Um, uh, we had a, a river that would run past the property. Me and my brother would poach fish out of the out of the river. We knew how to prepare it. We'd poach pheasants from the forest with an air rifle. Uh, we grew our own vegetables and our fruit. So we we did really come from that rural sort of farm to table, you know. Uh, upbringing and we did a lot of cooking at home i was fortunate enough to summer on cape cod so i got the the clams from the beach and we would catch flounder off the dock and you know it was we we were just very blessed with these beautiful locations where food was was able to be sourced literally on the property and i i also was lucky to have a, a very uh uh, I have a good sense of smell and taste. I can kind of taste anything. And uh, it was very obvious from a young age that I would probably do something with that. Um, and now it, it, the thing was, in, in the 80s, it, being a chef wasn't really a glamorous job. And, like TV, did, people don't realize TV didn't exist the way it does now in terms of cable shows and celebrity chefs and like you know it just it, it it's all the it's not all the rage now but it's really respected now or even more so and it's in our faces and we really love it but it wasn't like that in the eighties. It really wasn't, and uh, I, I I come from a privileged background, although I you know I left home at a young age and I've done everything myself, but I you know if we, it did it wasn't appealing because when i saw the chefs they were just you know they were like big old <laughs> unshaven big old you know covered in rot and filth and wearing their cloth yeah you'd be you'd be scared if you saw them on tv kind of chefs yeah yeah ends yeah. <laughs> or something so uh it, it, but i grew into it and i went to art college i had a, a and i got a an unconditional offer at a very young age to to be an artist to paint at Chelsea Art College and you know that I just I was too impatient with it and I and I I didn't think that that was going to do it for me I, I saw a life of potential poverty I was not willing to take that risk but I wasn't being funded from my my parents so I started working in restaurants. I know I loved restaurants. I still love restaurants. I love the community. I, I always was. I always had fond memories of going to restaurants with my parents, which wasn't many times. It was like a birthday or whatever. Uh, we'd go to a Chinese restaurant and go to a good restaurant. And I just always loved, just loved the the uh, the organism of 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 a restaurant and. 
and I, I just fell into it and I started cooking and then I got on a boat and I, I actually applied for the deckhand position, but we didn't have a chef. So I started cooking for the crew and the captain one day was just like, listen, Ben, like, uh, are you going to be my chef or are you going to be my deckhand? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be your deckhand. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I love it, man. I get to wash the boat in the sun and then we, we drink a couple of cheeky beers at 5 p.m. I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm the chef. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to rephrase this. This is your new office and pointed to the galley. If you don't like it, you can pack your bags and get off my damn boat because you can't wash a boat to save your life. <laughs> really good at cooking. So I was like, okay, damn it all right, I'll do it. And then I learned that we could do something really good with it and have a wonderful career and, and make money and travel and, and be part of this amazing yacht life. Uh, and so what? I was an executive chef on yachts when I was 22. And uh, so, I mean, it was... That's I insane. Got, yeah. So, and I'd already had Michelin star background and since then, I've, you know, I've, I conquered yachting. I'm a holistic nutritionist. I've apprenticeshiped at Michelin stars. I've, I'm a food and say, I'm a food health, like supervisor of, of food safety. You know, I've kind of covered it all and also worked and, and I don't have a big, a big, um, like uh, bill from, uh, you know, my student loans and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've, but you yeah. seem like you have the soul of the art, a soul of an artist. Does this, uh, does this scratch that itch? Does that, yeah. I mean, is this, do you find that? Yes. Yeah, so in fact, um, now I, I always loved the presentation aspect of cooking, but, but when I started cooking, I, 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 I was kind of taking things out of the oven and putting them on the plate and it wasn't always necessarily working. And uh, so for any chef out there, you, you know, you could be gifted with presentation, but if your elements are not the right colors or the right shapes or the right sizes, then you, you don't have a chance. So now, and, and I think with, with everything, probably with, with how you approach your life or your interview or, or a business, you have to see, you have to say, how's it going to look? What's the end product, right? And how am I going to get there? Not, I'm going to put all this stuff in on, in the oven, take it out, and I'm going to have a, a, a Picasso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, think backwards. and, and uh, But I think presentation's a wonderful aspect of cooking. I think, it, I think people really react to a beautiful plate of food, and it's very special. And uh, I think at some point, you know, you kind of get cooking. You've got that. You know, now it's this wonderful world of creativity and presentation. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm, I still love it. I just wonder how many tastes are yet to be discovered. Like how many like combinations and things like that and gastronomy yeah. and all, it just seems like, you know, as we push further into science, like how much further can this go? Um, but also I was thinking about like, I know you probably haven't had a lot of the opportunity to do this in the past couple of years due to COVID, but is it, I feel like it's like Billy Joel with a piano at a party. Like if you go to a party or they're like, Hey, Chef Ben, check out our kitchen. Why don't you uh, try that on for size? Are they always trying yeah. to get you to do something at a party cooking wise? 
Oh, uh, well, I, I actually do that for a living. I, I, I do parties. I, I was in Long Island for an engagement party uh, two nights ago. I Well, yeah, on your website, you can actually book, uh, 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 I believe, a chef experience with you. And I wanted yeah. to talk about the cruises in a second as well. But is that true? We could actually yeah. hire you to have an experience? So I fly all over America. I do corporate demos. I do small dinner parties. I do big dinner parties. Um, I do tutorials, whatever it takes. You know, I, I, I love that. Um, I'm still, obviously, I'm, I'm young enough to be doing that. And uh, I, I love it. And uh, I also love the aspect that I'm really just concentrating on one core meal and not just being ripped in so many directions like I am on in the kitchen in a galley you know yeah so um it, it's nice to just have that immaculate sort of uh, conception if you will um, yeah. the end thing, rather than just being beasted all day <laughs> well those those preference sheets like i mean like I, I really don't sometimes understand the preference sheets yeah. in fact that they can be that broad like it, everybody can put their broadest things on there and you guys have to like fall in line you know right so so back in the day, um, we would only uh, on before below deck. We our preference sheets would really just be for the primary. But now these guys on on below deck, they have they all have preference sheets, and they're very very extensive. And it's like, how long do you think you're going to be on this boat for? You know. <laughs> well, we had a lady with a broken jaw last night sipping through a straw, and she had a strain. The the uh, Rachel had a strain the 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 cucumber course or whatever even further but i'm like why do you go on a yacht if you know you have a wired jaw shut it's wild i didn't i didn't see that I, but that's that's nut country uh poor girl she probably booked the bullet and then broke her drawer and thought screw it hats off but yeah that's a pain in the ass yeah um can you speak a little bit to the, so I was on your website and I was looking at what you, you're doing like a bloody service virgin voyage cruise, which is March 23rd through 27th. And this is insane. A chef Ben South African safari May 9th through 15th. Are, do you come up with these yourself? Like what are you, what is this exactly? Right. Okay. So actually I became friendly with um, Chris from Go Luxury Cruises. He is a travel agent and it was his idea. Uh, well, it was, yeah, it was mainly his idea or our idea for me to approach Virgin and say, let's have a Ben group and it comes with a premium, but it's a chef Ben experience. And I do a four course meal and a demo and a meet and greet. And I'm just kind of there for, the uh, the guests in my group we have uh, 150 cabins and um, w- which is which is up to 300 people and, and uh, yeah we're we're selling tickets and uh, it, it'll be an amazing adventure um, and then yeah the, the the safari thing is ridiculous <laughs> we have been by um lions sands um uh resort and safari and uh they want a similar kind of thing but i will be hosting a very exclusive safari adventure and i will be the head chef at the lodge for the duration of that 
Um, and you guys, I'm going to put that on the show description. I'll put both links to both of those in the description for each, but also I'll put his website because there's a lot of information on there as well. But uh, really, this is something to pressure your loved one into purchasing for you. I'm going to put this out like today, Wednesday. So you have still time before Christmas, like literally the most expensive stocking stuffer, but I think the best stocking stuffer that you could actually get. Um, uh, and then, so this seems kind of like a really awesome life that you've carved out for yourself through this show. Do you, is it mainly appreciative of the show or is it like, ah, I still have regrets that I did this? No, I mean, I think it's a terrible idea for anyone to live in regret. Um, I think just push forward. Uh, and I, and, and yeah, I think it's done wonders for, for me. I, I don't even bother like thinking of where I would have been without it. But I mean, cause you know, that's kind of a waste of time. It, it's an yeah, interesting, yeah. an interesting thought, but I don't really go there, but um, I'm very lucky to be in my position, but it's a long road. Um, and, and, and we're just going to keep rocking and rolling. Do you still paint? By ch- uh, just I, I do actually. I, um, I actually did the, it was a fun painting. There's a painting behind us on galley talk. I yeah. took to cans and 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 because they we didn't have um like licensed art you know like if if you have a picture the the artist can sue you or whatever so, <laughs> so yeah. i did out with some spray cans on kate's balcony she's probably pissed off with me it's still got a lot of overspray all over it <laughs> um uh, a couple more questions and we'll get you out of here uh thank you so much again for doing this it, it really yeah. is truly an honor to speak to you um what is the best experience of the show or the something that you're the most proud of, whether it be a meal or an experience that you got to experience because of the show? I mean, I, I, I love them all for different reasons. I particularly loved my first Mediterranean season. I, I loved the, uh, the, the original below deck, uh, season. Um, I've taken so much from it. I, it's, it's, it's given me a whole new scope on a whole new dimension, um, such as television. And I, I, I'm very privileged to be a part of that. And it's really opened up my mind to many, many things. And hopefully we can do something amazing with it. Yeah. Uh, what's the weirdest fan encounter you've had so far? Ooh. Or the weirdest DM, like, is there, I, I even, like, there's, there's just some interesting people out there, you know? Naughty, very naughty, <laughs> very weird sometimes. I don't, you know, again, like, I just block them, so. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do not send like, Chef uh, Ben nudes. You've heard it here first. Don't do it. I've had clients want, try to drag me into the hot tub. I think they could have been swingers. I, I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it can get really weird, but, uh, but it's all part of it. You know, it's all good. Um, and then finally, uh, a lot of the ladies did ask, this is kind of related to the DM conversation. Is chef Ben still taken is, is I've, I've, I've had a girlfriend for two years. Now. Sorry, she, ladies. That's yeah. she is Instagram. I, I actually read a whole article yesterday on chef Ben's love life which is shocking. Can you imagine that there's an article about everybody that you've dated? Uh, it, they, somebody actually wrote a full article about everybody from the ship. And then there was even, he heavily flirted with on this, like not even, oh. not even dated, but just who you've heavily flirted with on the boat. I like that. Heavily flirted. <laughs> you know, 
imagination. Um, okay, ladies. So sorry, that's that's totally uh, off. But uh, you guys, you got to check out everything Chef Ben does. And remember, Galley Talk. I don't think enough people know about this. It's the people that you love watching the show that you love, and there's no downside to it. And and you've got to check it out. Also, go check out Ben's website. Go follow him on Instagram. All that information will be in the show description. Is there anything that we're forgetting, Chef? Yeah, just yeah. Check me out on Instagram, Ben Stogram, and uh, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks a lot for having me, Ryan. And uh, yeah, please consider coming to join me on one of my adventures. We have a lot of them. Uh, the cruise ship, I would really recommend that. Uh, to be honest, it's a fair deal to cook to to have me come and cook for you. It's very very expensive, but and uh, and I think. Everyone needs to set sail and uh, enjoy a cruise ship experience. I mean, let's face it, we've been locked down for a while, but uh, let's hope to see you in the new year. But otherwise, have an amazing holiday, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chef. Cheers. Cheers. Five. Betches.